recording are. Now are we recording are. Are recording we are. <laughs> we are recording. We. We. <laughs> ah, that's good. I like it. Welcome to Nerd Critic, a deep dive into big movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is CJ. And my name is Jordan. CJ here is our resident nerd wearing a, oh, I just noticed, very cool Star Wars shirt. Yeah, I decided, uh, usually I come straight from work, but this time I got to go home, change into some PJs, <laughs> and I made the very conscious decision to sport your area of nerd. Well, thank you. Uh, there's a bunch my... of there's a bunch of stormtrooper faces on your yeah. shirt. Yeah, uh, and there's yeah. even at the bottom here. There's some lightsabers. Oh, I Chewy, love it. Yep, yep. The rebel symbol. Oh, yep. That's the yeah. The, and actually, that might be the. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't you know. know what? I should know. You should. I feel like I have a hard time distinguishing rebel and uh, imperial symbols symbology. I would assume. I think it's not used quite enough in the movies, and so like when it is used, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's but right. I don't. It doesn't just like stick Got out. It. It's a Star Wars symbol. Yeah. The point is, it's a Star <laughs> Wars shirt. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, and Jordan here is our studied and credentialed critic. So they tell me, and by uh, they I mean you. And and the longer we go, the more those lines blur. You know, you that's get true. you get a little more nerdy. I get a little more critiquey. That's true. Critiquey. Yeah. Critiquey. <laughs> Crickety. Yes, Just yes. chirping all the way through yeah. the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, people. Ooh, I'm excited to share this. Uh, Nerd Critic has its own page on Facebook and its own Instagram. That's true. So That's true. This is a new development. Yes. Because we did have a group, uh, but there there has been some some traction made. And we're really excited uh, about what Nerd Critic is going to evolve and be, and having its own social media presence is a huge part of that. So when we say so when we say visit us on Facebook, what we mean is go to our actual Nerd Critic page, which is super easy to find, and guess what? I actually interact on it. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to talk to me, which you probably don't, but if you do, <laughs> uh, I'll be there. Yeah, uh, both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's just at Nerd Critic. Yeah, we no 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 one else. It's is, our brand. It's us. Yeah, that's who we are. That's right. Uh, and yeah, and we uh, we have plans to make sure that it is a uh, consistent and delightful place for film lovers. Yes, discussions and quotes and episodes and all that. We have made. And are making and will make great efforts. Yes, to make it that for you. We just we want to make sure it's a good time. Yes, I absolutely. Said, okay, that kind of the inflection made it sound sarcastic, but it wasn't. No, no, I you know I, I, I felt the sin- I felt the sincerity. I got like a, maybe like a goosebump. Uh, okay. <laughs> I accept. I I was just like yes yes we do want to make it a good time. We, we want. Do. We want every, anybody who who chooses to join us uh, anywhere we are, we want you guys to have a good time um, because that's why we're doing this. We have a good time, and if we're having a good time, you should have a good time. And if you're not having a good time, we failed, or you should leave. That's all. <laughs> or you just don't care about the subject matter. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Anyway. Anyway. So today we are talking about Kojira. Um, but... Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. But before we do, I I have to say this. Okay. I like, and we haven't really officially made this a segment of Nerd Critic, but maybe we should in the future, or maybe we should always 
create a little window just in case. Because I saw another movie over the weekend in addition to Gojira. That you sound a lot more excited to talk about than... than I would love <laughs> to do an episode on Booksmart. Um, we're not going to. So instead, I'm taking this opportunity right now. I'm basically stealing time from Godzilla. I think that's okay. I mean, he's very large. But he's got he also... Time. it's. I'm so small that I don't think he's noticing. <laughs> um, that I just want to tell everybody that Booksmart is so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Like, if you are a fan of any kind of teen comedy, of any kind of coming of age, kind of uh, maybe slightly raunchy, but in a smart and tasteful way kind of movie uh, about high schoolers, this is your movie. This is a movie you should see. It is so good. It's the freshest teen comedy I've seen in a long time. Not to mention, if you want to like support and have a uh, soft spot in your heart for the women in filmmaking, this seriously, was, this was written, directed, and starring all women. Yeah, yeah, and it is just fabulous. Yeah, it is so good. My gosh, I want to see every single person who is involved in this movie make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. was just awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to shout that out. We're not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything specific about it. A, because this episode isn't about it. And B, because just go watch it. I'm not going to spoil anything for cool. you. Cool. All right. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> uh, we're talking about Godzilla, King of, of the, the Monsters. monsters. Uh, it is the technically... Technically I, direct the, sequel. It is the direct sequel to Godzilla that came out five years ago. Yep, 2014. Um, directed by Gareth Edwards. Yeah, and I remember and it, it, if you, I, like, I remember the, the, I don't remember a lot about the movie. I remember the guy that played Quicksilver in the MCU. I remember he was in it. And I think so was Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen. That sounds true and right. Um, also, uh, Brian Cranston was in it, yeah. which is funny because it was a bait and switch, he was in it for like ten minutes. Yes, and then he wasn't in it at all. And I was really nervous that they were going to do the same thing with Kyle Chandler, but they didn't, and he's in it the whole way through, which the is great. Yeah. Um. And so it is a direct sequel and a larger, a part of a larger franchise. Uh, I think they're trying to make a monster verse. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it occasionally referred to that way online. I don't know if that's the official name, but it makes sense. It seems doomed to failure, but uh, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're just talking <laughs> about what well, we're talking about in general. The Godzilla, the God Godzilla as IP slash intellectual property um, is somewhat is I think almost as big as Godzilla himself. Um, it's a it's a big it's a recognizable name recognizable thing. There's been a lot of movies, a lot of movies, and most of them have not been American movies. Yes, most of them have been um, Japanese. I think almost all of them have been Japanese. I think so. And then we've tried our hand at Godzilla movies several times on this side of the ocean, and with varying levels of success. Yeah, uh, I would say that the 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 Gareth Edwards directed 2014 version of Godzilla did not make a bulletproof case for a sequel. However, we now have one. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm going to talk about some people above the line real quick. That, that however, felt like it was leading up to a really big, <laughs> however, we have one. My my brother-in-law <laughs> says uh, this thing that I love. He says, <laughs> sometimes when you ask him 
about a movie he just saw or yeah usually it's 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 a, it's about a movie and um you'll say so what'd you think and he said and he'll say you know i've seen a lot of movies in my life and that was one of them <laughs> Which I, which I think is probably the best, what the best non-answer yeah. <laughs> that I've ever heard. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the this uh, this movie about the line. It's it's relatively interesting to um, to uh, IMDb nerds like me. Um, so Michael Doherty, um, confusingly directed this movie. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I guess maybe it's ultimately encouraging that a man whose most notable movie before this was 2015's Krampus um, would that he would be interested with a giant blockbuster that cost over 200 million dollars. Uh, that's interesting, and um, so fascinating. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I don't. I do not pretend to know, and perhaps we'll never really understand how big budget movie directing politic politics works well because sometimes you you take a shot in the dark and and it really pans out right so to jump from krampus to godzilla 2 um did that feels like less of a jump than like ryan coogler from fruitville station to let's have you reboot rocky yeah you know what i mean yeah so and or or hey the guy that did uh the guy that did uh what we do in the shadows let's bring him in and do thor ragnarok (laughs) you know what i mean yeah there's a there are there are a number of bizarre choices Uh, i will say i i didn't i didn't know that krampus was sort of successful or notable enough of a movie that's fair i guess in both of those cases you're coming off of something that was great that yeah that was great and that was recognized in some meaningful way yeah um so so there's that um it turns out that michael doherty doherty is actually a slightly better established as a writer with a string of imdb credits that include the aforementioned krampus as well as trick r treat which is exactly what it sounds like um (laughs) superman returns and X2 X-Men United, which, spoiler alert, we're actually going to cover next week in our off-the-shelf episode. Um, whoa, which whoa, is whoa. not something that I uh, plan that we so, planned. So so he so he <laughs> he wrote he, or he was a writer on X2. On X2 and Superman Returns. And Superman Returns. So he's Brian Both Singer. Brian Singer movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the man so once again, going back to the politics of it, clearly has uh, a lot of meaningful relationships. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, friends in high places, as they say. So anyway, it's not a huge mystery as to why he got um, tapped to, to do this movie. Um, we'll we'll talk about whether it was a good choice or not later. I, I really am not trying to give anything away. I don't have anyway. Um, the the uh, there is there's a very obvious bias that is shining through, but that's fine. Maybe because I think people probably have that same bias as well. Pro- probably, but uh, but so as for as for the writers, which I th- which I will always argue are a more important con- component than the directors of, of movies like this. Because, forgive me, uh, I'm going to go off on just a very, very small tangent. <laughs> Can't help yourself. Um, <laughs> writers are more important on blockbuster movies than directors. That is my hot take for the day. Writers are more important for Hollywood blockbuster movies than directors are. And the reason is because a writer has control over the story, the dialogue, the tone, the well, the tone, the director, the director has a, a big hand in the tone as well. But the characters and the director um, mostly needs to not screw it up. A good 
big budget blockbuster Hollywood director isn't going to do something really out of the box or adventurous or uh, surprising or unconventional. Mm. Shouldn't do any of those things because the point is not to challenge your audience at a blockbuster usually. Um, or at least that's that, what that's how the studio feels. And so usually when you get a, a, a director in, you're hoping that that director basically just knows how to do um, good cinematic language. Yeah. They're not going to bring some very fresh and like startling voice to the property. Um, so if you're hoping for a really, really good story, that's mainly up to the writer in terms of quality of the movie. So, um, so that's why I, I say it's more important. The writer on a blockbuster is more important than the director. Um, Michael Doherty is the writer on this, as well as his apparent writing partner, Zach Shields, who's been sharing writing credit with Michael since Krampus in 2015. So there is the pedigree of the super above the line um, for for this movie. All right. Now take a deep breath and name all the famous people in this. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> enough lung capacity. <laughs> Uh, then I'll do it. Okay. All right. Big, big breath and go for it. All right. So, <clears throat> Kyle Chandler. Oh, man. See, there's names. Vera Farm Farminga? Oh, Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Ken Wat- Watanabe. Uh-huh. Uh, Z- 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 Zhang, Bradley Whitford, Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, Thomas Middleditch. Well, you took it after the hard <laughs> one. I got, I, I ran out of patience with Z. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a while. Um, uh, no, there's the, the. I think the the three um, biggest faces, at least for me, uh, were Ken Watanabe, who is one of the only lasting characters uh, from the 2014 one. He had, he had the fa- he had the famous. That's true. Let them fight. He had that. that yeah. was him. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he is in this one. Uh, and then you have uh, Eleven. From yes. Stranger Things. Yes. yes. Uh, and then Millie for me, Bobby Brown. For me personally, uh, I have a little bit of a man crush on Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch. From Silicon Valley. Who has become famous in Silicon Valley. Yes. And HBO. is the Verizon guy now. Is now That's, also the Verizon guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, by the way, if you have not seen Silicon Valley, uh, audience, please do. Uh, it, please do. It's really it's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. And Thomas Middleditch is stunningly well cast. Yeah. I can't think of a better casting choice. Not to mention, if you have if you have a slight interest in business, that oh, show is cool. fascinating. Yeah, very, very it's interesting. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I also have, I have a little thing for Bradley Whitford. I think he's wonderful. Um, he, he rose to fame with the West Wing many eons ago. Um, and most recently, notably, perhaps notably, was in the movie, uh, um, oh, Get Out. As the oh, father, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, which he was uh, fantastic. In I that. know him. I know him from Billy Madison as a kid. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> and then Vera Farmiga, who uh, is just famous. She's just been in tons and tons of stuff. Um, you recognize her immediately. Um, so yeah, there, lots of good stuff. Charles Dance, I, I put him on this list because uh, because he was Tywin Lannister <laughs> uh, in Game of Thrones. That's right. And uh, and and is just amazing as uh, as Tywin in Game of Thrones. So I just had to call him out 
Someone else that we didn't mention, O'Shea Jackson, who was Ice Cube's son. That's right. That's yeah. right. I should have put yeah. him on the list. He, he was in straight a, little, a little too small of a part for the top uh, build, but yeah. Uh, yeah. definitely definitely notable, definitely recognizable, and really good. Really good actor. Yeah. Really like him a lot. I, I am excited to see where his <laughs> career goes. All right, we, we should we should nerd out a little bit. It's been, I don't know how many minutes, like 15 minutes or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's time to nerd out, and there are right. things to nerd out about I, in this movie. This I, is a Godzilla movie. This is a, it is a Godzilla movie. Uh, the biggest thing I want to nerd out about is the obvious one. The biggest things. Which is, which is just the visuals. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Okay, so, so, so spoiler of my opinion. <laughs> not, a, not of the movie, but spoiler of my opinion, this is not a great movie. It no, it's not. I mean, it flirts with good, but I wouldn't even give it that. I'm, I have seen a lot of movies in my life, <laughs> this and this is one, one of them. them. Yeah, uh, but but I I don't know if I've seen. I, okay, I think that this movie is a good example of uh, a a. It's a situation where. All other aspects, nearly all other aspects of a movie being great cannot redeem bad writing. Yes. Because I thought the acting was good. I thought the uh, I the, the characters were fine. Um, but a lot of that has to do with writing. But, like, the charisma of the actors sh- shone through. Uh, I liked the visuals. I liked the design. I liked the tone. I liked all of that. And there was a couple moments of, like... Where it like Godzilla is like walking towards the other mon- Monster Zero, and then the jets fly by him, and they're on the same team, and the music swells, and I was like, "Stop!" Like this moment. This is what this, I came this for. This is what I came for. <laughs> yeah. And there wasn't very many of those, yeah. but it was there. It yeah. was like it was there, and I was like, "It was it was the it was the writing that really really brought it down." But I think that there was a lot in this movie uh, that that should be admired. Uh, the visuals being probably the biggest. Yeah. One. I loved, I was actually real concerned about the rendering of these giant monsters, uh, including Godzilla. In fact, I was most worried about Godzilla himself because the shots they chose to feature in the preview were not flattering. I was like, yeah, he looks like a big dumb monster. And then then in the movie itself, uh, the way that he's built up, the way that it kind of reveals... Godzilla as a creature, as a character, is actually quite effective. And by the time we get real Godzilla time, where we're seeing him in full glory, I'm like, yeah, I'm here with you. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. This is a giant Godzilla monster, and I'm it's cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm kind of a little boy again. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a couple of I mean even the even the the Hydra. Oh, the Hydra was great. What looked fantastic. Really, really cool. Um, Mothra would like they yeah. they really they brought it. Uh, they really brought it, and then th- like the fighting for the most part because it's it's a really interesting thing because it, it looks like they're kind of moving slowly. Yeah. Because they're so big. Yeah. Um, and so like it it's it kind of took away some of the excitement because it's like, you know, Godzilla bites the neck and it's like, bite! And then he slams him against the building, but to slam him against the building is like, (laughs) (laughs) right? So it kind of takes a while. So it was was not the fast pace action that we're used to, uh, but it was, it was like as a kid, 
um, like taking you, dude. Your 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 son has a Godzilla toy that was your toy. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had a Godzilla toy my entire my literal entire life. I mean, it's like, like a pretty good one too. It's like a good. It is sturdy, articulating yes. big plastic toy that he has already hurt himself on twice. I mean, if someone were to break <laughs> into this house, that might be the go-to weapon because <laughs> yeah, right. it is it is hefty. So, yeah. uh, but I like it's a kind of this movie was grabbing that that toy and another big toy like that and just smacking them together (laughs) and just like everything that i pictured as a kid when i was smacking the toys together is is like hey let's give you 200 million dollars and that's it and you can make it look good yeah it (laughs) Um, it looked really good i feel like i do want I, i really do want to express a lot of appreciation for how much sort of weight and size and epic scope there was Mm -hmm. to you say the visuals the the action the way that we were brought into these kind of like insane sort of power plays between giant monsters and the devastation of cities sure but also like mountains and towns and valleys and like oceans and it was just there was a lot of like really really cool movement and sound and feeling in the way this stuff uh, worked, which, yeah, you know what? Honestly, like more of that, you yeah. know, like yeah. as much of that as there was, I was enjoying myself Yeah, because it was done very, very well. Yeah, it really was. And it was, uh, they, they had a couple, <sighs> so we, we've talked about poster moments in the past, specifically yeah. like DC is really good at not making a movie, but making moving posters. Um, and this movie had that, right? There was a couple of shots that you're like, if you were to, if you were to freeze frame this and screenshot it, that would be what I would want to put as like a wallpaper. Like when, um, and I guess spoilers. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go for some spoilers. Yeah. So I, I, the, the moment that monster zero, who turns out to be the big bad villain in this movie um, he, he is on top of the volcano and spreads his wings. Like that was one of the sh- screenshot moments. The other one was hit when he like, like d- bites the, the power bank. Uh, what are the, what are those called? Like the, 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 the power or the power oh, comes like a, together. Like a, like a, like a tower. Like yeah, but a, it was like a whole. It was like a. Like oh, a, that's right. Like what's it called? A generator or whatever. Like a. Yeah, where right, they, yeah. where all about. the power lines come together. He sure, bites sure. it. Yeah. Gets an, an influx of electricity and then like spreads his wings and there's Crazy. lightning bolts coming out of everywhere. It's very very cool. It was really and cool. you know what I okay I have to I have to the, the one of the most sort of sh- shocking moments for me in the whole movie was uh was so. <laughs> So they start to say he's so okay. Let's just for a second we have to acknowledge that the that the whole premise of Godzilla and everything that proceeds from that premise is deeply, uh, and unfixably silly. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to have any kind of like weight or depth behind it. It, like that, fe- like it's it's almost impossible, if not actually just outright impossible, to suspend your disbelief while you're watching a Godzilla, Godzilla movie. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so 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 silly, but it sort of went almost a bridge too far when one of the characters is like, <laughs> he's reaching um, critical mass and he's about to explode <laughs> because Godzilla is apparently now made of radiation nuclear, or yeah, radiator power made of. <laughs> radioactive material which is then going to explode and i was like and i i literally i I have my notebook with me as i always do and i i wrote it down 
uh, I just wrote down Godzilla is about to dot 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 explode. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> hang on a second here. Just oh, let's dude. just walk this back for a minute. Like <laughs> we, we will. There are so many of those oh, moments. There are many of those moments. That so the reason I'm calling this one out in particular is one. It it was it was one of the it was one of the first. It was one of the biggest moments that stopped me. Where I was like, <laughs> hold on, just a second. <laughs> like you've you've made me swallow a lot. In this movie so far, I feel like you're giving up now. And so the reason I'm pulling out this moment in particular is because I want to nerd out about how that actually paid off. (laughs) Because Godzilla exploding the Hydra to death was awesome. (laughs) It was so cool. It was was so, so unexpectedly awesome. Where literally he's chain nuclear reactions <laughs> on like 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 just i don't even know how to describe it it was so baffling and like and somehow the, the look was really cool oh, he had yeah. like he was like glowing under his skin yeah and then and it like, was an yeah. actual like yeah. yeah and then it and then it and then again and yeah. then a third time and then when he was finished he emerged from the rubble with the last hydra head in, in his, his mouth, mouth. Backwards, <laughs> the Hydra head was coming out of his mouth as though Godzilla had swallowed the whole Hydra, which doesn't make any sense. And I'm pretty sure that's not what happened, but it looked amazing. It looked amazing. And I think by that point, like, I had my whatever credulity I had been hanging on to had been sufficiently smashed that, like, I was just like, this is great. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous and wonderful. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. There was. I, I wanted. <clears throat> I think at that point they wore you down just <laughs> so much. Yeah. That you were willing to accept it. Yeah. Like, like anything. And, yeah. Like anything like could happen anything. at this point. Anything. I recognize yeah, yeah. anything could happen. I know yeah. Godzilla is going to win. I don't know exactly how. A chain of nuclear explosions from his body. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wanted to nerd out a, a little bit about Mothra. Okay, I was uh, she, I guess. Sure. Yeah, it was slightly underutilized, yes. and, and we'll get to that. But like the whole the whole vibe, it was like it's a moth, and so it's kind of it was kind of the hippie monster. It was like this like ambient noise, pretty glowing. Oh yeah, thing. Um, and then, and then he, she, it dies uh-huh. and just turns to dust uh-huh. like moths do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was a little bit cruel. Like it had been flicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the way that moths just kind of, and their wings just like, poof, right? yeah. when you, when you smash them <laughs> and that's what they did. They're they like, smashed no, it. They, we're going to make sure the audience knows that this moth is dead, turns to dust. Yep. And, uh, and then, anyway, I thought that was kind of cruel, but funny. But but pretty 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 funny, and uh, yeah, oddly beautiful. <laughs> it, yeah, because because then Godzilla like absorbs, and apparently they were a, a thing, a couple. Yeah, it it seemed like there was some sort of strange, ancient romance going on. Yeah, between Godzilla and Mothra, and I wondered how Godzilla felt about. In fact, in fact, I was more sold on the Godzilla Mothra romance. Than most other character relationships in this movie, <laughs> Me too. to the point that at the end, when Godzilla, when the when when all the monsters were sort of like coming to pay obeisance to to Godzilla, you I, he was half, gonna... 
I half expected him to kill the pterodactyl. To blow thing. a hole through the pterodactyl. Totally. Me like, too. So you killed my boo. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you. I 100 <laughs> percent thought that. Was and when it happen. didn't happen, I was like, Godzilla is a merciful. Yeah. <laughs> Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, oh, that was so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah, that's. Uh, I had, I, I had that same thought. And your city, man. No, gone. yeah, your oh yeah, no, they, 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 they demolished Boston. They literally nuked it three times <laughs> as a victory lap. It was like, well, we've already smashed to pieces. Let's nuke it three times. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, Some it, more things, minor things to nerd out about. Um, like I said earlier, I love Kyle Chandler. He is wonderful. <laughs> he is wonderful no matter what, in whatever context. I learned recently that he can do comedy. If you've watched Game Night, he's actually really good at comedy. Yeah. Uh, people mostly know him as drama uh, because he's the guy you cannot help but listen to and respect and believe and want to do what he says. And very attractive. Very attractive. Yeah. I I made I made a note that when 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 uh, uh, there's that moment like kind of before he's established himself in terms of like his leadership of these people who are trying to save the world, um, and uh, they're on the big under submerged kind of ship thing, and Godzilla is threatening them because they're threatening him, and he says. And he says, "Look, I want it, I want that thing dead just as much as anyone else. But uh, unless this is a fight you can win, you better stand down." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like, and, and all of them were like, "Yeah, okay, let's yeah. stand down." And my note was like, "Yeah, when when Kyle Chandler tells you to do something, you do it." Yeah, that's that's the moral of this story. When Kyle Chandler tells you to do something, you do it. If he that- says stand down, you stand down. Uh, he told his daughter to come here. And she didn't. And she didn't. And look what happened, CJ. <laughs> it's true. Look what happened. Um, well so, <laughs> so I, I love Kyle Chandler. I really liked her performance specifically. I thought Eleven did great. I thought I, I did too. Um, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I really liked her not being Eleven. Me too. I am. I am really excited for her career in general. Yes. I really hope she makes the right choices. Yes. Me too. Um, when she. She is one of the first characters you see in this movie, and her first scene is a just a regular person scene mm-hmm. where you're just, she's just being a regular person. She's cooking and breakfast, it's really good. Yeah, she's she's natural, she's charming, and she doesn't feel forced or actory at all. Yeah. And I and I want and I'm like that that is the kind of acting that is very very hard to pull off, especially so at that age. Hard, yeah, she's really really good. Um, throughout the rest of the movie, she's fine. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I've seen Stranger Things, and so I've seen distressed Millie Bobby Brown way too much. Yeah. Don't care anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, oh, well. At least she didn't get a bloody nose yeah. in this movie. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. But there's been a lot of imperiled Millie Bobby Brown, and so I would love to see her in something where she's not imperiled all the way through. Yeah. So, But she's yeah. great. She's really, really good. She's good. Uh, all right, I, I I have a sneaky suspicion that we have a lot to uh, talk about in the next segment. So, I let's, yeah, well, let's move let's move on. For, fair enough. Uh, okay. One one more note, just hats off. The comedy didn't always work, but it worked more often than I thought it would. 
Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. The 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 tone did not lean itself towards any comedy breaks, um, but they were forced in, and it worked a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah, and yeah. they they leaned on Thomas Middleditch and Bradley Whit Whitford for those beats. Yeah, and uh, it was you could tell it was a little awkward that they were leaning on them so much. Yeah, um, but like you know, it, it mostly worked. They're really good. Yeah, comic le actors le lesser comic actors. Wouldn't have worked. Yeah, yeah. But they did well because well, the writing wasn't good enough. But they did, they did, they did a good job at delivering that those those beats. And there was a couple times where I where I literally laughed out loud. Yeah. My favorite line, my God, Zilla. <laughs> 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 Pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, also love Bradley Whit Whitford's line about um, saying, "I knew it." There's a giant network of underground tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's how he's doing it. He's zipping around. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my, <laughs> and then my, it turns out they really were. <laughs> my, my favorite line of his was was the callback to the let them fight. After, yeah. spoiler, after Ken Watanabe's character dies, uh, he's like, we need to let them fight. Man, I used to love it when he said that. That was my, that was my favorite little callback to the first movie yeah. five years ago. That's pretty awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, who, who wants to start on this criticizing part? Go for it, man. Okay. Um, I... Uh, <sighs> So I know that you'll dissect the writing a little bit more than me, uh, but the the biggest beef that I had, I know the dialogue wasn't great. I know the character blah blah blah, blah wasn't great. Um, <laughs> so that's actually that, that's exactly where that's, I wrote down. <laughs> I don't know how you read that, but that's amazing. Uh, no, I, I the biggest issue that I had, I'm I'm so I get that the whole earth and resources and all of that is i guess relevant um but i'm done with that plot i'm bored of it from interstellar to wally to infinity war um it's just like the there's too many people we're gonna run out of resources i love or, how they list overpopulation as the earth's problem listen the earth doesn't care about overpopulation the only people that get screwed for overpopulation is the overpopulators yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i was just it was another thing and like humans are the virus and how do you get rid of a virus as you eradicate it yeah. all that right yeah. i just it's pretty tired i'm it's so tired and and it's been done so so many times and obviously you can you can use that plot device and have good writing and make a good movie hence infinity war uh but but like come up with something else yeah. just something else yeah uh that was my biggest issue when she when when the uh when the doctor uh just kind of spills the plot get, does all the exposition that's pretty much in the like the whole plot in one scene um, I was checked out from that moment. I was like, "Boo! <laughs> Give me something more interesting." I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Um, speaking of writing and character, I'm gonna suggest that one of the reasons that uh, it didn't land is not just because. And uh, granted, I'm, I'm with you on the idea that that as as a plot device or as a as a foundation for plot devices, um, the whole we've ruined the world and that's why this is happening uh, is fairly tired. Uh, I think there are probably ways that you can do it that are fresh, um, but I think it takes more nuance and talent than we saw here to make it fresh. Yeah. And so instead what we got was something that felt very, very recycled, no pun intended. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit intended. <laughs> um, but even more than that, I would say the reason that that didn't, that it, that it so didn't land 
is because we have no effing idea what to do with Dr. Emma Russell. She is such a bizarre character mm. that it's never totally clear what her motivations are. And when it does become clear, it starts to be conflicted. So it's like, we think kind of one thing, but we're never, we're not quite sure at the beginning what her idea is, like what, what she's trying to do or go for, what she cares about. Um, we can make assumptions, I guess. She wants, I, actually, no, I have no idea what she wants at the beginning. It's like she wants to prevent Mothra from killing everybody, maybe, but then she does some weird stuff, but then, so it's very weird and unclear what is motivating her or why. And then when it becomes clear what is quote-unquote motivating her, motivating her, it's super impersonal. It's this weird, like, mad scientist thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, takes a ton of exposition to get out and isn't, isn't um, sympathetic at all. They tried to tie it to the sun. Doesn't didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then from that point on, she's also not that committed to it. Because almost immediately after sort of doing it all, it's like she sort of starts to walk it back because the things are. And, the, and the, her whole relationship with Charles Dance uh, in the movie, his name is Jonah Allen, um, is just, it just doesn't work at all. It's this weird, like, it's basically their relationship, the purpose of their relationship seems to be exposition. Yeah. And also, they want to let her have second thoughts. And if she has second thoughts, someone else has to take the wheel. So let's let this other character do it. But man, I would say, out of all the actors who did a bang-up job with the material they were given, including Vera Farmiga, Charles Dance seemed like he was channeling his resentment against the script itself in delivering those lines. <laughs> well, I mean, he delivered a total of what? No, oh, it was just Six, a, it was seven, a, eight lines. It was a, it was a handful of scenes, and the scenes were bad. Yeah. And it was because he was coming in and just feeding us exposition. Yeah. With uh, an angry scowl. Yeah. There, and it was just not. It was not good. Uh, my my boss. I talked to my boss about this movie, and he brought up something interesting. He said it's just the plot of Infinity War, except for the stones are monsters. <laughs> He's like and Vera Farmiga is Thanos. Is Thanos yeah. going around collecting these things that will restore balance to the earth? If Thanos turned out to be weak, need and uncommitted, <laughs> and needed. A weird partner yeah. to do it yeah. for him in the end. <laughs> yes. It was, yeah, it was a very poorly constructed set of characters on that end of it. Um, also, uh, Madison Russell, the daughter, um, at the beginning, she very expositionally starts composing an email that says, I'm worried about mom, which doesn't make any sense until much later. Yeah. And so that's just one more thing to keep you confused yeah. about Dr. Russell, which is not what you want to be as an audience. I can, cannot stress this enough. You do not want to confuse your audience. Mm -hmm. That's not the same thing as building dramatic tension. Confusing your audience just means that they can't enjoy themselves and yeah. understand what's happening. So it confuses us right off the bat. And then later, when she has the option of whether to go to her father, who she obviously misses and wants to see and wants to spend time with and trusts... Uh, Chooses instead to go with her mother. Don't know why. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, further deconstructs our trust in her as a character. Yeah. So we, it's very hard to care about these people and what they're doing. Yeah. And I, um, 
it was interesting because I leaned over to my wife uh, right when the doctor, uh, what what's the the woman doctor? What's her name? Emma. Oh, Doctor Emma Russell. Emma, Doctor Emma Emma Russell. Right as she grabs the thing and goes into to try into the kind of containment area to try and calm Mothra down. Yeah. I lean over to my wife and I'm like, I think she's bad. <laughs> Um, and then I, what's weird is by the end of the movie, I don't know if I'm right <laughs> because she, she was, she was, well, I, I know it's not, yeah. it's not like I'm conf- I'm conflicted if she's good or bad because she was so sympathetic. It was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who she is yeah. uh, as a character. Uh, the motivate, it just nothing, nothing landed or. Uh, I, I walked away thinking about Godzilla. Yeah. And it not I don't care. And I think it's partially one of the reasons why in the previous movie, none of those characters made it to the second movie. Yeah. It's partially because name, name one. Yeah. No, you know, I, like yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. You have, you just have no idea. Um, uh, all right. I want to, I want to go through. Well, to, to that point really okay. quick, yeah. to, just to riff on what you just talked about. Um, another note I made while I was watching the movie is that I realized sort of outside of myself, that it was very strange to be watching a movie in which humans aren't the protagonists. And they kind of tried to make humans the protagonists Mm -hmm. with the weird MacGuffin, the Orca thing. Yeah. But Godzilla was the protagonist. Yeah. He was the one calling the shots. Yeah. And and then the antagonist was the Hydra, was Monster Zero. So, uh, yeah, it's just weird. To your point about, like, it's hard for these humans to matter because what they do ultimately doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's interesting. Um, all right. I want to go through some of the things. <laughs> I was thinking about this right as I left the theater. I was like, I wonder how many things I can name that were supposed to help the, the story, but were just confusing. All okay. Right? And, and like a little bit ridiculous. Okay. okay? Go for it. This, is, this sounds fun. Okay. So, one... Uh, the 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 doctor Doctor Emma Russell uh, figured out monster frequencies, whatever that means. Oh yeah, and not oh, only yeah. does that help com- kind of communicate, but also Godzilla, who's like all the like could be on the other side of the planet. If you know his frequency, you can get his vitals. Yes, because that makes sense. Yep, yep. Um, and then and then uh, so we don't know where Godzilla goes. Uh, but uh, but apparently he uses basically wormholes in the ocean to, yes. to go to not Atlantis but suspiciously similar to yes the, where it was an old it was an old society that worshipped him and then he kind of just kind of plugs in yes but it lays down I don't know yeah, what it is very but, strange but he just kind of recharges yeah and that's and that's where he gets his nuclear power yeah um, except he needs. He needs a warhead to be exploded next to him. Yeah, and then to really make it work. And then, and I think he absorbs all of that. Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then, but then, but then it can't be too much because then he can explode three times. Yes. Um, but it seems to be voluntary. <laughs> it it doesn't does. it? I don't know. It's, it it seemed like it was voluntary. They said, "Oh, it's gonna happen," but then when he was exploding, again, he's like. I got a surprise for you. That's Hydra. true. He had a bit of a smug look on his yeah. face. But and and again, again, let's step back. The way that knew, he knew they, how did they know he was going to explode? Because they have his frequency. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, 
Okay, then, uh, then... I don't know why you have such a hard time with this. Don't you love comic this, books? It just... <laughs> I mean that's a dig. <laughs> that's a dig. Um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I can't refute it though, because that's in there. Um, but no, it was just the fact that it was stacked one after the other, after the other. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the way it was, a, it was a lot. It was it was a it was a nice fat stack. Of plot conveniences, is yes, what it was. and and the way that they uh, the way that they could speak to all of the monsters at once, I think there was something to do with they the had human the, the frequency. alpha frequency. But then, but there was something with the human frequency that once you put all of them together, because out al- because humans were were also apex predators. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it was it was like one line. It's all coming. together. It was one line, but okay. I caught it. I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. All right. Uh, it's buried in a lot of nonsense. So, so humans, yeah. humans as a species were kind of another titan. Yes. So we have a frequency yeah. that, yep. they, that, that they That if speak. we combine it with all the rest of them, Got it. we become an alpha Got it. that must be fought with or, or, or succumbed to. Okay. Uh, also, other conveniences that are in there are, uh, one, how, like... A lot of stuff. Buildings can be falling. Monsters can be stomping all around you, and you're not going to die. Yep. yep. Um, well, you know. The fact that uh, apparently that family lived, like, across the street from Fenway Park. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was a bunch of things. Well, let's just talk about for the sake, for the for a second, that Fenway Park is the ultimate apparently amplifier of signals. I'm like, Fenway Park is small, guys. <laughs> There's, like... Honestly, I mean, the world. Gillette Stadium is pretty close by. Yeah. It's like 40 miles away from Fenway Park, <laughs> and it's way bigger. <laughs> it's way bigger. And it also has the advantage of not being right next to the Hydra. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like that might have been. But Fenway Park is, as you, uh, as we know, much more famous than Gillette yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Um, anyway. And the last thing that I'm going to bring and up. And also they needed that jo- that joke about it being a bad a bad day for the Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't say a bad day for the Patriots? I guess. Well, it's more funny with the Red Sox. Got it. Because, because, because every day is a bad day for the Red Sox. <laughs> That's true. Patriots don't really have bad days. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the last thing that I want to bring up is how the... <laughs> there, okay, two things. That might have been the first descending. sports reference in this entire. Podcast. Might have been, dude. Might have been, might have been. That was that's like that's a solid. That probably went over the majority of our listeners' heads. Yeah, maybe would have I mean, gone over my head if I hadn't actually lived in Boston for four years. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so two things that are kind of on the same. It's about Monster Zero. Mm-hmm. Why? Why in the world did, did did they decide to go? You know what? We're gonna throw in a twist. Monster Zero, an alien. Is an alien. <laughs> is an alien. What? Yes. Well, it's because because CJ, if he hadn't been, then everything would have worked out. Because <laughs> because because Godzilla would have just led. Uh, just, you just would have led the Titans on a merry parade why, to save the world. I guess. So. Why? But but why? instead, Monster Zero's gonna destroy the world because he doesn't belong. Because he's a because he's an alien. He's an alien. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so there's, th- there's that, but then kind of to stack on top of it, they say, 
in this, that there are no legends around this monster zero. They have no idea who this monster zero is and they haven't seen anything referred to it at all. That's what they say in this movie. Do they? I don't remember that. They do say that. They, they can't figure out anything from the, and it was like, oh, the reason is he's an alien. alien. Yeah. But here's the deal. He was buried in ice. Godzilla it, is, the, is the most famous. I don't know any of the other Titans. You could have done anything with any of those and been like, hey, these guys are not in any legends. And I'd be like, I believe that because I don't know who they are. This is Hydra. This is one of the... This is... <laughs> there are so many legends. So many legends. So many legends. Hercules fought him in the 90s. Every, I know who this thing is. Everybody and, knows what the Hydra is. And it's not even like, hey, it's a different monster. Like, I guess when the head gets cut off, two don't grow back. But the one did. It grew right back. <laughs> Good enough. This is Hydra. This is that monster. How in the world are you trying to just kind of throw in there that we... There's no legends about this thing. That's the hilarious. reason you put it in the movie is because we know it. <laughs> the reason we're not totally surprised that his head grows back is because we, we know what we, this is. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. It's, oh yeah, no, you cut his head off. It's just gonna grow back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then yeah, the, the, then at one point the one of the scientists is like, oh my gosh, I found something finally about this monster zero. And it's like, of course you did. It's in Greek mythology. We all know it. It's in popular culture. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, those were my biggest beefs. Uh, you know what? Solid. <laughs> Solid. I, I don't really have much to add to that. Uh, one more thing that I loved. Just to... just to, I'm going to wrap up my comments with this. Because I agree with, with everything you've said. And I think that um, ultimately this, is, this movie was a victim of its own sort of confused writing... Um, I hear that the there was an interview with Thomas Middleditch that the uh, that the director, um, excuse me, Mr. Um, Do 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 Mr. Michael Doherty, Doherty, um, it was a huge, 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 huge Godzilla fan, like crazy nerd out, like fan of Godzilla, which is which is fine. Cool. Um, definitely does not dovetail neatly with like a profoundly good storyteller. Um, because Godzilla has always been a very silly, silly story. So that's fine. I think it could have been much worse. No question. I think it could have been much, much, much no worse. No question. And I think the first Godzilla in 2014 was worse. I agree. Much worse. Yeah. So in general, I'm happy with this movie. Yeah. There, uh, I mean, this. so this movie, if you remember, one of the traits I remember most about the last Godzilla movie was every fight. Right before he went to go fight, it would cut away. <laughs> and it was like trying to tease Which you. was a Gareth Edwards thing. Because you know what Gareth made Gareth, Gareth Edwards famous? He made a movie by himself called Monsters. And it basically did the thing that is really successful for indie movies about monsters. In which it showed almost no monsters. Mm. But it was really it's a good movie. Um, and he made it. By himself. He shot it. He held the boom mic. He directed it. Wow. He, like, he made this movie. Like, yeah. And then he spent, I don't know how long, doing all the, the special effects that it needed throughout the movie. And it was like location heavy. And it was like, it was a very impressive achievement. Which is why he got given more opportunities to make more movies. Yeah. Um, so Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards, real cool guy. 
makes sense that he'd be like, you know, it'd be a cool decision to cut away right before you see the sure. fight. <laughs> because that's like what he did. Yeah. He's like really good at it. The, but the, like, the not great. Is, not great for a movie about Godzilla. That's why you go see <laughs> Godzilla movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, great point. Um, the last thing I really do, I, I do want to end my comments with this about this movie specifically, the music, man. Uh, the music was awesome. Uh, the music was like bone shaking awesome. What made me like ever, elevating. F- ever feel emotion was, was the music. music. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There were just like, I, I, I think that the music choices, the scoring in this movie was truly inspired. Mm. It was like, I mean, if I ever see this movie again, it won't be mostly because of the music. Oh, wow. In fact, I could see myself getting the soundtrack to this movie. It was really, really good and Interesting. cool. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mentally, I, there were a couple scenes that I mentally took note of the swell uh, and when it came in and why. And there were a couple of moments where they took advantage of silence. Mm. So where you had score, but then they stripped away the, the, um, the sound effects. Oh yeah. And that was cool. That can be and and really I, it's well. not like a, a really, once again, it's not like this really daring inventive choice, but like when it's used right, Ooh, it's powerful. Yeah. So there was, there was some good stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's about it. What comes next um, is, a very obvious uh, desired, I don't know, uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I don't want to see that movie. Because in the same monster verse is Kong Skull Island. Who is, I think, King Kong, according to all of the characters who couldn't stop talking about all the things in this movie, uh, King Kong is also a titan. Yeah, 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 yeah. King Kong is also a titan on, on just chilling on Skull Island yep. all by his lonesome. But here's the thing. If King Kong fights Godzilla, he loses. It's Godzilla. He's the king of the monsters. I don't know. It's King Kong. King Kong is a big ape. Godzilla is... But but Kong made him a really big ape. Yeah. But he's not bigger than Godzilla. But he's an ape. <laughs> <laughs> he's got thumbs. This is the dumbest conversation <laughs> we have ever had. It needs to stop. Uh, and this, I'm these calling dumb, a stop to These it. dumb conversations are the reason they're probably making the movie. <laughs> uh, no, That's Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't is not a huge financial success, but I do believe that there will be more. That they are committed at this point, especially uh, because the end title sequence led. It was like a whole lot of Kong. So yeah. we will get that movie. Whether we get more beyond that. Uh, probably in our lifetime, for maybe sure. not immediately. Godzilla is super powerful IP. It's never going away. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Well, next okay. week, as I said at the top of the episode, uh, we have we are going to do our off-the-shelf episode is about X2, X-Men United. Yes. Because the following Friday, we will be covering the movie that comes out today, as of the airing of this podcast, Dark Phoenix. Yes. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> I'm yeah. excited to talk about X2. Me too. Uh, I will talk about the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I am excited <laughs> to talk about Dark Phoenix. I think there's going to be a lot of fun things to talk about. It, I am also excited to see Dark Phoenix. It, all those emotions are independent of the expectation that it will be a good movie. Okay. <laughs> I, it is, it is a, a close place to my heart, and oh, I will talk yeah. about it more later, but it is the storyline that got me into comics. So yeah. they can botch it. They, there's more of a chance that they botch it than they do it well in my mind. Oh, for sure. Uh, but for that's sure. fine. X2 is that's a good movie. That's all for later. X2 is a good movie. We're going to have a great time talking about it. It's going to be awesome. Off the shelf episode next week, so you should come join us for that. But until then... If you have questions, 
If you have comments and thoughts, if you have strong opinions about Godzilla, if you have Godzilla-sized opinions about Godzilla, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change what you're about to say. Go to Instagram or Facebook. I was going to say. Oh, were you? I was going to say, go let us know on Facebook or in an email. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go email. Listen, Honestly, at this can... point, on this, at this point, we should be encouraging. If you want to email us, you can. But yeah. just but come to Facebook. Not only that. Make your voice heard. Not only that. Well, like, it's, I only get the emails. That's true. If you're on Facebook, other people will see it. But so will you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I would so, like to see your thoughts about it. And we Godzilla. can engage in conversation and get different perspectives. And yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the hub we want film lovers to just go and baste in. Yes. Come, come to our Facebook page nerd critic interact be a real cool guy (laughs) and uh we will super appreciate it yeah Um, also leave a review please anywhere you can anywhere you want to anywhere you desire please leave a review we'd love it thank you yep uh and uh yeah i think i think that's it there's one more thing though one more thing yeah which is they need to remember what is it uh well they obviously need to remember to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a and cut.